Good morning. Let's pray. Father, you are good. You're so good to us. I pray that now, Lord, you, by your spirit, would illuminate your word to us. God, thank you for the baptism of John. God, thank you for what we celebrate this morning. And Holy Spirit, we ask now that you would open our eyes and our minds and our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I've got a very, very important question for you. Do you know the ingredients that go into making proper Texas brisket? Well, number one, it's the brisket. Then, the slide before that, is in Texas, we only put salt and pepper. In other states, they put other stuff. But here in Texas, those are the only two spices. Next, there's this good, clean smoke. Fourth, is the process. Time, low and slow cooking to make proper Texas brisket. There you have it. (laughs) That is how you make Texas brisket. Do you know the ingredients that go into baptism? There's belief. And since I'm gonna be gone for four and a half months on sabbatical, I wanted to uh, deluge you with my incredible, uh, what do you call them? Graphic design skills. So you're gonna get all the clip art you ever wanted right here. So there's belief, that's number one. Number two, there's water. That's a pretty good one. (laughs) Number three, the Holy Spirit. Some good tattoo ideas if you're into that. (laughs) Lastly is community. That's what community looked like back then. (laughs) So listen, brisket is very simple. Baptism is simple. And baptism is greater than brisket, even here in Texas. And I have to give uh, big props to Joel for a very thorough education on brisket and how to properly prepare it in our state. Um, Here's what I learned. These are Joel's words. On its own, brisket is a tough, almost useless cut of meat. If you were to slice it up and cook it like a steak, hot and fast, you might as well chew some rubber. There's all this connective tissue between all the muscles and quick high heat just makes it tighten up. But this is the magic of barbecue. If you give it low and slow heat, that connective tissue literally transforms into tasty, melty deliciousness. Additionally, it's because of that natural toughness that cuts like brisket used to be considered throwaway cuts, which is why Uh, which is why they were cheaper intended to be bought and used by poor ranchers and farmers. They were the ones who, out of necessity, had to figure out how to make this stuff edible. And it turned out to be more rich and flavorful than what others considered premium, like a filet mignon. Plus, there's the smoke. You can just hear Joel saying this. (laughs) Something about smoke, and especially smoked meat, is inherently attractive to humans. Scientists can't even count the number of chemical compounds released when you burn wood, and each wood species has a unique combination which reacts with each kind of meat in a very unique way. Therefore, you have an infinite number of variables 
Between the meat with the mixture of fats, proteins, collagen, and other connective tissues, the temperature of the fire and the resulting smoke Meat, spices, smoke, and thyme. Simple, yet beautifully intricate. And baptism is much the same. There are a lot of ways to teach what goes into the sacrament of baptism, but for our purposes today, and so we can actually get to baptizing these precious ones, we're going to stay very simple and very high level, okay? In the Anglican tradition, we, um, we recognize two official Sacraments. Those are communion and baptism. A sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. The outward sign of water in baptism, which we'll get to next, it's pointing to an inward spiritual reality of cleansing from sin. If you listen to the lyrics of our songs this morning, they all talked about being cleansed from our sin. Baptism is a sign of cleansing from the power of sin and the promise of eternal fellowship with merciful and loving God. The Apostle Paul tells us that we are spiritually dead because of sin, but that God in his rich mercy gives us new life in Christ. Here's what he says in Ephesians 2, such a good chapter. You were dead in your transgressions and sins. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. Verses eight and nine. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Then in Romans three, he says this. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace, through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So the number one ingredient is believing that there is a God. Believing that we have inherited and perpetuated sin, which alienates us from that God. It's believing that God mercifully sent his son Jesus to the very earth that he created. It's believing that Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection redeemed you to God, or as my Baptist friends are want to say, and they're right, Jesus' death and resurrection saves you. For as Romans 10 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Faith, or belief, in the God of the Bible, and what he said and did is number one. Now, in the case of a believer's baptism, like Jack Dyer, um, he has already made a profession of faith. In the case of an infant baptism, like the ones that we'll see this morning, it's the faith of the parents that is then taught to the child, and more on that in a minute. Remember, there's a lot of ways to preach this sermon, but lest we get out at one o'clock, We're just going to stay high level. Number two is water. The second ingredient is water. Salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone is the inward and spiritual grace of baptism. And water, H2O, is the outward and visible sign. We can see it. We can feel it. We can experience it. 
One of the ways that I like explaining the water ingredient to kids when I meet uh, with them for baptism is I say, hey, what happens if we put the sprinkler on in the backyard and it becomes a mud pit and then we just go have fun for an hour? Well, we'd be pretty muddy. What does your mom want you to do immediately after? Go take a bath. That's right. (laughs) All the kids, you should know this answer. Right, because the water cleanses the mud, the muck, off of our bodies. But spiritually, we do not clean ourselves off. For as Paul just told us, because of God's great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. We were actually powerless to do so, but God. Baptismal water is a sign and symbol of the cleansing from sin that results in our justification. This is from Acts chapter two, and Peter is preaching probably his best sermon ever. Therefore, let Israel, all of Israel, be assured of this. God made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart, and they said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, listen, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ingredient number three, when we believe on the Lord Jesus, when we take him up on his offer of grace, we receive the Holy Spirit. This is Paul in Ephesians 1. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. For these littlest ones this morning, they obviously cannot profess faith in Christ So a good question is, why are we baptizing them? Well, there's a lot of history there, and Robert would love to be invited to coffee to give you that rich history and explanation. But for now, here's the cliff notes. For those who cannot yet speak for themselves, the parents and or godparents commit themselves to lead them by word and example to acknowledge in due time the gracious work that God has done for them in Jesus. For these young ones, baptism is a sign of God's covenant blessing upon the community of faith that he has called called to himself. This is much like the sign of circumcision that we see in Genesis chapter 17, which was commanded by God to be this outward expression, this visible sign of the covenant that Yahweh made with his people. Again, Robert is looking forward to those coffees. These little ones must affirm that faith as soon as they are able and establish themselves as true members of the covenant community. So what we are doing this morning is we are welcoming them into the family of God, which is our fourth ingredient. As a community of faith, look around real quick, please. You are a community of faith. You've been gathered here under the banner of the Lord Jesus as a community together. All that faith and all that belief that we talked about in ingredient one, we are called to help each other to know, to grow, and to go in God. What that looks like for these little ones is for the rest of us 
to set an example of what Christian living looks like, to teach them the word of God in kids' worship, to disciple them when they are older in student ministry, to encourage and admonish them towards godliness as they navigate adulthood. In short, each person here plays an integral part in the body of Christ. And when we play our parts, these little ones being baptized today will hear and they will see the Lord's goodness. So what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, just in case you're not convinced yet of your part. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the very same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common, the communal good. Verses 13 and 14. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one new body. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. In a few minutes, we all together as a community will get to affirm our commitment to being this body of Christ for these little ones. When Robert asks, will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support, to use your gifts to help these persons in their life in Christ? These little ones today need you. They need their community of faith. When they get older, we have the thing, we have a, the thing, we have this thing called the right of confirmation. Um, that's given as an opportunity for those that were baptized before they could express their faith to do so before this very same community, this outward and visible expression. They'll receive special prayers by the bishop, for the Holy Spirit to direct their lives. Um, I just want to reiterate that this little sermonito is just that. Because we've barely scratched the surface of the beautiful theology in the holy mystery that happens in the sacrament of baptism, both young and old. We could do, in fact, a whole series on each of the four ingredients but we wanted to actually dunk the dunk and not just talk the talk. If you're interested in doing a deeper dive this morning, (laughs) it's my last one, I gotta, you know. Yeah, I just wanna reiterate, um, there's so much to be discovered in the sacrament of baptism, so please, invite yourself to coffee with Pastor Robert, or You can email Joel and he will send you our baptism guide that we produced. He'd love to do that. Belief, water, spirit, community. Simple yet beautifully intricate. Commanded by God, a process, a sign and a symbol of the deep and beautiful realities found in Ephesians chapter two, mysterious, a gift in and of itself that's also pointing to the gift of salvation and cleansing from our sins. Let's pray and get to baptizing some kids, shall we? Jesus, thank you that um, even though you didn't need to, God, you were baptized yourself. God, we thank you for this holy and set-apart day where we get to celebrate that very sacrament that you commanded 
your followers to do likewise in. So Holy Spirit, we trust that you will transform this water just as you have transformed these hearts and souls. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.